0: welcome back to marvel news desk your best place to keep up with all the latest news reviews and speculation concerning marvel films and tv shows uh we have brianon and myself and a special guest from chicago c2e2 the very famous comic creator adam barnhart is with us today
1: thank you yes Eisner losing ringo losing (laughs) hasn't there, even been in contention.
0: I was going to say, is, are you Eisner loser if you're not nominated? Does that still count as an Eisner loser? I didn't win it,
1: right? <laughs> but I didn't, yeah, true. I wasn't even in contention. So I will have to think of a word for it.
0: Uh, but, anyways, Adam's at C2E2. If you hear this pod before the weekend's out and you're there, you should go see him. Yeah, we, we even candy decorated candy it up. Looked like yeah, we
1: candy, have Candy cane man, man. And, uh, Garland and lights and and the whole works. It's it's all Christmas. I almost brought Santa hats, but I stopped short of Santa hats. I, I did want to put up like a full Christmas tree behind the booth, but I'm like I would pressure have known. Given the title of the first comic,
0: you should have done like a brown Santa hat, you know, so it like looked like a little piece of poop,
1: you know. Could I mean there's still time. We still the night's still young. Who knows? Maybe I'll go to the poop hat store down the block and. <laughs>
2: I've never been to Chicago.
1: Do they have poop hat stores? Maybe they have everything compared to Cedar Rapids. <laughs> apparently I walked by a noodle shop. I was craving noodles. I walked by a noodle shop on the way to dinner. That's, that's how busy so much stuff's here. You, you think about it and you manifest it.
0: We went to Chicago once for a, uh, a rugby game. New Zealand is playing the USA Chicago field or uh, soldier field. And it's, it's kind of like going to a con Cause you like walk into a bar or restaurant and you look around the room and you spot people like at a con, you spot people with comic stuff on, Mm -hmm. but there you just see people with like little like crests for like Irish rugby or this rugby or that rugby just kind of give your, give each other the sly little nod. Like,
1: yeah, I know what you're in town for, you know, like Mm -hmm. this like fun brotherhood about it. So it was my first experience with actual big city COVID prevention measures. We went to dinner and they had the plastic plexiglass booths that two people could sit in. So that's new for you, huh? Yeah. All nice. You think people in Iowa do that type of thing? Oh,
2: man. Are they, are uh, they checking Vax cards for you to eat in a
1: restaurant? Uh, Not eating. Um, C2E2 they did and uh, they gave me a wristband mm-hmm. and I'm and like, oh, this, this is like a bracelet I could take on and off, but I actually tightened it way too tight. No, a permanent type it's not even one of the tyvek things like i thought they were giving us one of the tyvek things but was a yeah. cloth wristband and i then i started to panic because i'm like oh i really need this loosen but then i couldn't loosen it <laughs> I'm like scissors now so i have to go through again and do the whole rigmarole tomorrow but...
0: when i went to new york back in october like they they like rented a whole city block outside of the javits to like just do that It was like a construction site where they put up booths to like check your Vax cards. And when she put it on, like she started to put on my wrist and I just instinctively like reached for it. She's like, no, don't touch it. If you tighten it too much, it's going to hurt. I was like,
1: okay. So she saved me from that, I guess, but yeah, no, we were walking out and someone was just walking in and tried getting in without any of the above. So, god bless those those workers throughout the weekend i have to deal with that type of stuff what do yeah. you mean we i i have to have so and, so and so and so and so and so and so
2: well enjoy i hope it's a fun weekend
1: i do too hopefully thank you well we shall see
2: i think i should be able because i well caleb too you got that metaverse subscription if there's real panels we should be able to see them online too oh yeah but i haven't looked at who's there i am not
1: either it. hmm john cena and a bunch of wrestlers okay
0: oh so oh. we got anime con and you're getting wwe con <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah. <laughs> hey we had outlander <laughs> so i want to start with a little mailbag thing this week because somebody on the website it said this and it was really funny i think it was love waffle he said the irony of listening to the pod and we said there's nothing to talk about when hours later the uh kevin feige confirmation of uh matt murdoch coming back to the mcu or coming into the mcu depending on how you look at it uh he was like it's just funny that you guys are talking about this on the recording but clearly something happened since then Brianna, <laughs> i'm interested we've talked to death about matt coming back and we've thought that charlie was coming back for a long time we've been saying that here i mean how was it for you and the Saved daredevil guys like was it special for it to finally be confirmed i think you were surprised that feige said it is that right yeah
2: yeah. i mean i kind of thought if they were going to confirm before spider-man came out that matt murdoch was in it that um that they would do it super early so they could use charlie in the press or you know or something like that but clearly they didn't you know like we thought you know I, I mean, I don't think anyone that's been paying attention is gonna think it's a big surprise that Charlie is in it. Uh, uh, well, okay, one, Kevin didn't confirm that Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man no way home.
0: He confirmed so, that if Daredevil is ever coming back to the MCU, it would be it chilling. will be
2: Charlie Cox. Yes. So like
0: I, I it, it was
2: I, I think at this point, the Save Daredevil crew is numb. Like one, this story came out at like eleven o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night, Eastern. Like it came out like in the middle of the night. I woke up at two a.m. because my cat woke me up at two a.m. and like rolled over and and the internet was exploding. The inside saved daredevil scoop is we were all emotionally prepared for the big stuff to happen next week. We were ready, you know. See yeah. Charlie and Spider Man. See some possible like things, you yeah. know. Next week was the big week. <laughs> we were ready for the trailers a month ago, you know, like maybe he'll be in a trailer and the world will explode. That didn't happen. Um, So this just sort of, I I mean, like at this point, I think everybody kind of knew he was, you know, it was kind of just Feige stating the obvious, Um, but just even more excited about what Feige might be willing to say, you know, in two weeks or when we're doing press for whatever the next show is, is it, does it not just feel like Feige is constantly doing press now? Yeah, That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so Charlie Cox is going to well, be Daredevil. Should Daredevil show up in
0: the MCU? I did think the timing was really sometimes like I want to just like shake Feige and be like, "Dude, we're not dumb," you know? Like Charlie has been root. Now it's been a year since the Murphy Murphy multiverse story. We've been hearing it before that. I think honestly so it's been around forever and everybody thinks it's going to happen. And then on the Spider-Man press tour, that's the point you go ahead and say, well, if, if Daredevil were back, it would be Charlie. Like, who does he think he's kidding? Like, I don't understand why he's still coy with it at this point, but. Well, and then
2: there was the other quote about like the rest of the defenders, you know, everybody will understand when they finally see it. And I'm like, when we see what, when we see home, No Way Home next week? When we see...
1: Yeah, Ash Crossan posted the whole video on... It's weird. Screen ran tend to report the whole quote, but Ash posted it on her Instagram. Yeah. and uh, It was something about after the next couple of weeks. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, yeah, so he finished it Watch watched the next couple of weeks when all that stuff will come to fruition.
2: Oh. Which
1: um, brings back all the, the canon topics and, and all sorts of that stuff. So... I, I don't think he said come back and all that stuff. Um, he just said watch over the next few weeks. What? Yeah.
0: That makes me hopeful that they will do it in such a way that we will have an answer. Because I'll be real annoyed if they bring back these actors and they're so vague about it that it leads to like another like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stands versus everyone else turf war. Or never about will,
1: man. They'll never do that though because they don't want to alienate fans and all that stuff and i they'll never explicitly do it kevin feige's never explicitly talked about the canon or continuity of the tv shows you know
0: yeah i think there's a chance i mean we'll talk about it in a i think there's a chance hawkeye will do something that'll help clear things up but maybe well it feels a little anticlimactic to me but we need to talk about it but yeah i mean at this yeah, point I... we've known so long that it's not even a thing you know
2: yeah and i mean i i think that's Maybe safe to say that we know it in a slightly different context than's been advertised,
0: and yeah. to the public. In other words, we hear things that we're all big weenies about saying. So we hear things <laughs> that are not in the press. Yes, yes,
1: you have to read between the lines with us sometimes. We know. Charlie's moves from now until 2036. <laughs> that's, that's not true. We do not. <laughs> Adam, you say stuff like that.
0: And then if we accidentally guess something right, people are like, oh, dude, you spoiled it.
1: <laughs> Don't take me serious. I've never once asked to be taken seriously. You know, sometimes mm. I think I have Freudian slips on here all the time because someone will remind me of something I said. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that one
0: it's funny because you'll like say something and then you'll go oh i don't know if i should have said that and i'll be like do you want me to edit it out and you're like no it's fine and then later on you're like oh did i say that on the bottom like yes and then you said not to edit it
1: <laughs> oh and then i'll just counterbalance it with stuff i know is completely false so everyone's like yeah oh, that is this crackpot no this is a totally
0: random point but whoever owns the airbnb you're staying at i used to own that chair in grad <laughs> school it i had really comfy chair. I mean, I hope uh, maybe that
1: chair because it was in Memphis, but high back. I think it's like a distinguishing uh, mark or something. I'm like, what's You like the succulent too? Look, we've got succulent. we got drawers for the dresser that won't close or they'll slide off because the floor's uneven. The place
2: we stayed in New Orleans a month ago, one of uh, my friends, the drawers in his room would open in the middle of the night every night.
0: Oh, so
1: Yep. Yeah. we're staying across the the street from Laveau's old
0: creepy anyway
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i i was just
1: glad it wasn't the drawers in my room
2: opening in the middle of the night
1: i need to ask you for tips because i want to go there on vacation relatively soon but i want like Mm non-touristy like ghost tours. we'll talk call we'll like talk. all the hot spots
0: Brianna's gonna get you in the middle of some kind of weird death voodoo cult
1: or something <laughs> fine with me man yeah no,
2: i really I, I yeah no but i have a
1: spreadsheet i can send you the spreadsheet, spreadsheet? i want to i want to take some spirits back to iowa let's <laughs> Latch on to my aura and let's go people creep me
0: out uh, the thing <laughs> i found we stayed We stayed like not too, you know. We stayed in the French Quarter because I was like, when I go on vacation, like staying close, you can walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really like it because there's, you know, there's just drunk people screaming in the streets until three a.m. every night, and so like you really don't get great sleep. I feel like
2: it really depends on where in the French Quarter you're staying. Um, There's like residential French Quarter, and then there's Bourbon Street French Quarter. Um, But I used to live on the most haunted block of the French Quarter the block that was the original cemetery i i never had any encounters with ghosts or spirits or anything i lived in oklahoma for three months and i totally did (laughs) that place was haunted
0: um my concern was more bill from like you know from chattanooga who was you know puking on the side of the street yes that was a concern in new orleans
2: i yeah yeah new orleans that, that yeah that that block the the very haunted block was also one-way street leaving the french quarter that a biker bar was on the other end of so like every night at 2 3 a.m the 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 motorcycles would go by revving their engines and i was ready to throw out a box
0: of nails Caleb, are you drinking a cherry lemon uh no at this point it's just coke zero actually what i got i really like um they have a lot of like zero sugar like um, syrups now. I like the Sprite Zero with raspberry. Sometimes blackberry, but I like the raspberry lately.
1: Plus, Sonic's got that crunchy ice. Yeah, they have good ice. All right. So I'm for beignets now, right? That's how you say it, beignets. Yeah, that's how you say it, beignets. Beignets. Uh, look at me. I'm a Michelin star speaker now. Beignets. <laughs> look at me, mom, a Michelin star speaker now. <laughs> I'll go to Popeyes for that, probably not New Orleans. It's Popeyes, Popeyes in New Orleans. Huh? They did at one point.
2: That that would be cool. I don't I wonder if they huh. yeah. When you get to New Orleans, you need to eat a, eat a Here's my one New Orleans tip if you want to leave it on the podcast. You want to go to Cafe du Monde and have a beignet. Yep. But you don't want to do that for breakfast because everybody and their mother is there at like 9 a.m. on Saturday morning or whatever. Like it's just ridiculous. Cafe du Monde is open 24/7. What you want to do is end your night with a beignet.
1: While Chad from Chattanooga goes puking down the street at 3 yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's puking
2: because he didn't end his night with a beignet. Be you on. have to eat. I mean, I know I know it sounds weird that you might forget to eat when you're in New Orleans, but you sometimes you need these moments dedicated to eating.
0: The, there's also uh the thing I liked, I mean I liked a lot of stuff, but uh, what's the Moufalletta place? It's down there in the French Quarter. It is closed. It was actually destroyed in Ida.
2: Oh, like recently Central Grocery. Mm-hmm. Central oh. Grocery. Um, there the winds during Ida knocked a whole wall of the building into their
0: roof. Mm. So Central Grocery is temporarily closed. And they're they're, they're, they're planning to reopen. Oh, hmm? really?
2: okay. Yeah, they're planning to reopen.
0: Cause that was thing that was like, it's kind of on the list. Cause people talk about it and it was, it was excellent. The best part is they're so huge. You go the, like the day before you're flying out or even the day you're flying out, you eat half of it. You wrap that sucker up, you throw it in your backpack. Got good food on the airplane on the way home. We'll, we'll take care of you, Adam. Did, I don't like froze
2: up and it makes it look like he's just thinking really no, hard. about
1: shrimp polloys and all that <laughs> <laughs> like our shrimp po'boys to New Orleans uh, as Nashville hot chicken is to Nashville, except Nashville hot chicken isn't really all that it's cracked up to be anyways. Sorry, all my See, Nashville people. I mean, Rihanna's the
0: expert. To me, the po boy is second or third or fourth on the like like I want crawfish and I want beignets and I want a muffletta before I want a po boy in New Orleans. There's a place called Nola
2: Po'boys. Sorry. You're good background noise um there's a place between dumaine on bourbon street between dumaine and uh towards away from downtown anyways near dumaine and bourbon place called nola po boys they have anything you want deep fried in on a po boy and i really love the batter on there like their shrimp and everything and then it's just like i mean a po boy is just a sandwich a hero or whatever but they're delicious So like to me, to me, I love Nola Po' Boys, that shop, because their fried food has the best batter on it. I mean, like otherwise, yeah, Po' Boy is just a slightly stale roll with stuff on it. I think it's more just like the stuff that they put on it
0: is uniquely New Orleans.
1: We've gone full batter. Batter news desk. Let's do it. (laughs)
0: While we're here, two more thoughts. There's Mm. a hotel and it's somewhere down by the water. It's not French Quarter. It's a little to the west of the French Quarter. Uh, They do char grilled oysters. Like
2: Drago's. It's Drago's Hmm. inside the Hilton. Yep. They do char broiled. Yeah.
0: And it's well worth it just to go in to get six of those. Like,
2: if you like oysters, yeah.
0: My wife doesn't like oysters and she liked them. So (laughs) she liked them better than like a raw oyster. So, and the other thing we didn't realize because we're, we should have. You know, like this big old Sonic glass I have over here. Mm-hmm. There are places where you can buy like a refillable metal cup about the same size as the Sonic glass. And you can just stop into any other locations and just fill them up with hurricanes or, um, you know, whatever alcoholic frozen beverage you want. And it is not unusual for people to just be chugging on
1: 44 ounces of frozen alcohol
0: 24 hours a day walking around the streets. Wait, are
1: we talking? Have we shifted to Las Vegas or are we still on? No,
0: we're still in New Orleans. New Orleans
2: Orleans. has no laws against open carry. So, anytime you're leaving a restaurant, a bar, or whatever, you can get a go cup and you can get your alcohol in a cup to go. I mean, like, there is no law against you walking down the street, drinking your drink, whatever it is. Um, So, it's very common.
0: They mix it with like frozen. So it's like a 7-Eleven. Yeah, you know, like 7-Eleven yeah. has like six or seven different Slurpee flavors. You mm-hmm. walk in and it's like, here's your hurricanes. Here's your pina coladas. A lot of times they have like a chocolate coffee thing. Um, and you just and then, buy the then you ask them a mug and it's cheaper to refill it. So,
2: And then you ask them to give you an extra shot or two because they're pretty weak
1: normally.
0: Well, we're lightweight. So we found yeah. that whatever was there was fine. But
1: not. you always ask for the extra shot here's if you're lightweight just get there faster man it's also also like 44 ounces so you kind of don't want them too hardcore yeah i remember uh no last time in vegas it's disney world for adults you have not even the 44 ounce ones but like the huge like beaker ones that like start off then get skinny then start to go big again and it Mm. comes with like curly like sunglasses or whatever straw thing like yeah they
2: call that the hand grenade and they sell it i mean in new orleans that's called the hand grenade where it looks like a little hand grenade. it's like white at the bottom narrow wide and the that, grass
1: uh, has become substantially cooler the more hand grenades you drink from i'll just say that much oh uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe for experience I don't
2: know, before you get in new orleans i'll give you tips maybe maybe i'll go meet you and just show you you know what to do I'm gonna um know. But yeah, so I can't believe we've talked about this more than Charlie Cox being back, but Charlie Cox is back and that's cool. <laughs> Somebody everyone wants gets this to the first amazing, time.
1: They're like, what's wrong with bad. these idiots? <laughs> I think all five listeners know what we're about by now. <laughs> Thanks, Derek <Darren> Crow.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Hawkeye. So i I I love this episode. This may be my favorite episode of like
1: Disney Plus Marvel TV so far. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was, I think really... it was the weakest Hawkeye episode. Really? But I still enjoyed it. That's, I mean, I, that's just.
0: I just felt like this one was really well balanced. There was humor and fun stuff, but then it got serious. We had character development. Everybody, I'm, I'm comfortable with all the characters now. There was some action. Uh, this was, you know, we've talked a lot about a TV show is not just a six hour movie cut into six pieces. This episode had a thematic thing going. It was in the title of the episode. It opened with that theme. It closed with that theme. It took the characters on somewhat of a journey over the 45 minutes of it. Like it was like, oh, this is a narrative that was created for a 45 minute piece, not a six hour narrative that I just got a sixth of. If that makes any sense. Like I feel like this is
1: being written for TV better than any of the other stuff has been. Yeah, but there was no kingpin, and that's where my expectations are. So it's <laughs> terrible.
2: I agree with what you're saying, Caleb, and I feel like they're doing a good job of mixing in these other characters without it being like, boom, here's our episode about Maya. Boom, here's our episode about Yelena. Boom, here's, a, you know, I feel like they're doing a good job of sort of pacing all of that out. I, I just kind of wish there was more. You say the, like, 45-minute story, but I think they're more, like, 37-minute stories, Like, at what point is it no longer six one-hour episodes? Like, as a, you know, I feel like there could have been a lot more story there. And we're back to the LARPers. Which, I get that there's probably more of that, but, like,
0: I don't know. As far as I can tell, the LARPers are the way that they're trying to pay homage to the Fraction Aja tenement-building people. Without right. having the device of Clint owns a building.
2: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: You want to okay. hear a theory uh, about the Larpers? Sure. Do we? I bet you, Melvin Potter is a LARPer in the MCU. Oh, that's interesting. Dun dun dun! I love how that's how they get their new suits. It's just like, oh hey, you go to Comic Con? Sweet, make me a cosplay. and and that's how they're getting their suits apparently and all they need is she broke into an evidence locker right yeah hawkeye but she's also a villain in the
0: comics it's actually the villain bombshell like Uh, you know how he talked about the duffel bag said bombshell on it uh uh-huh so that's a hawkeye villain is that cop that went into the evidence locker
1: uh, no, I agree. with what you said earlier, um, Justin aside, it was it was real solid. Everything's just kind of caving in on each other. Like, why does Jack need to be CEO of this holding? I'm after the Netflix stuff, man. I was entirely done with holding companies, but they're back. Why <laughs> do we? Why, why we got more holding companies, man? Like, what's going on? Why is Jack I mean, the CEO of the holding company? Because our villains have to be rich, and Jack seems like the poorest villain out of the bunch. Even his uncle's like, Man, you don't have the money to buy the sword. See, this is where I think it's all a misdirect. I think we're supposed
0: to hate swordsmen, hate swordsmen, hate swordsmen. And in the end, like Fisk put his name on that holding corporation to, to frame him, you know? Like, I think that. That Jack and the mom are actually going to turn out to not be as villainous as we think. It'll be a more
1: innocent thing. I'm I'm on the train that the mom hired Ms. Belova and Val to kill Clint. I'm on that train because she was talking to somebody. I mean, Um, it's possible. I just think, and we were talking about this
0: some with Charles Villanueva on, on Twitter. If that's the case, it's just like the most telegraphed story thing ever. At this point, at this point, the more interesting thing would be like, yeah, they're small-time bit criminals, and maybe they, you know, faked her dad's death, but then they got in over their heads with a kingpin, and so now they are victims of their own circumstance. To me, that is a more interesting plot twist than oh, they're bad guys. Well, of course we know they're bad guys. They've been clearly telegraphed bad guys
1: from the first moment they appeared on screen, you know. I mean, what would be even more interesting is if she was like on the phone with Iron Fist, or she was talking to Shao Lao the Dragon. It was like, hey, Shao Lao, what's up, man? What what are you doing? Now, that would be very interesting.
2: So, if we're going to have Kingpin as the villain of all of this, which we're assuming he is, he better have a plan that's you know knee deep everybody in there and psychologically torturing people, and you know just just one step ahead of everybody, making them feel helpless that's that's the only way i'll be excited about that twist of you know them seeming bad but they're really under somebody's thumb and dealing with all of that i i hope it's a nice little complex emotional torture type thing
1: but we'll find out let's so i watched this week's episode and then i was having shower thoughts and i'm like i'm not really sure i even understand what's going on so Clint stayed back in New York because of the Ronin suit, right? But now he has the Ronin suit. So now he's staying in New York because he wanted to convince the tracksuit mafia that the Ronin person was dead. But now there's a Black Widow after him. So he's worried about the Black Widow now? Plus trying to convince them Ronin's dead? I think it's uh,
0: to me it's a more complicated thing as far as He realized that there were loose ends with Ronan and to protect his family, he needs to tie those up, which means he needs to get the suit and get rid of it. He needs to get the knight, the sword and get rid of it. And something about this watch needs to get taken care of. And in the midst of trying to feel comfortable that everything has been taken care of, he is realizing that there is more and more, you know, like the rabbit hole goes deeper than he realized it did.
1: It just started to feel like there's going to be a part two situation with this and an echo, right? Where that kind of stuff's just going to be bumped. We're we're getting to that point again, man. We have two episodes left, and it's just like, damn. I think it depends on what this watch is. Like to me, the watch has a
0: lot of unspoken MacGuffin importance. That's either going to be like,
1: oh cool,
0: or oh really? That's what all this was about. So
1: it's not a. Uh... So it's not the time thing, right? Because it's a different device, but it has a transmitter on it. And that's all we know. We know that it's
2: associated with somebody that wants
0: to be kept a secret. Yep. Which leads me to my theory that Ronan and Matt Murdock fought the Kingpin years ago, and the Watch will help Kingpin realize who Daredevil is. And so... Clint is trying to do Matt a solid by taking care of the watch so that Kingpin
1: cannot figure out who Daredevil is. Charlie Cox got to you this week, man. I, I love if that's the importance because then that just like takes the Hawkeye show and it's just
0: you Daredevil, know, Daredevil, Daredevil Daredevil,
1: the Phantom Menace. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be awesome. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm all aboard the, the mockingbird train because she's pulling out all sorts of agent type stuff. She's perfectly all right with what he did with as Ronin, And she's certainly, but then again, if the watch reveals her location, it doesn't matter anymore because Kingpin has those through echo.
2: And we're talking about Laura Clint's wife. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. Which would be the thing that would kill AOS fans. If they're like, Oh, Hey, and the Carnalini is is Bobby Morris in this universe?
1: Oh no! I've already started to see them covering it up. They're like, oh no, Mockingbird was you know a title or a mantle that can be passed around. So. Okay,
2: as long as they're okay with that. Um, but going on the AOS side, like, what if? I mean, because for some reason with the watch when he was like Avengers and people don't know that I thought something related to Fury. You know, either like proof that he's alive or something for communicating with him or something Fury used to communicate with the scrolls or that that it might have been something like that.
0: What if it's Agent Colson's watch? And yeah. going to reveal that Phil Colson has been alive all
1: this time. <laughs> Sorry. That was just
0: like a turn. Totally <laughs> like, oh, hilarious. You're, is the you're look- onto
1: something, man. And Hawkeye yeah. ends with Colson showing up with Daisy Johnson and. Her half sister that has firepower. I forgot. How the agents is killed? It was. It was Daisy oh, and Sousa. Sousa. Yeah. Sousa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how Hawkeye ends. You heard her here first. You don't even need to subscribe to a Patreon. if Deke freaking Shaw
0: shows up in in, in uh, Hawkeye, I'm giving up. I'm quitting the
1: MCU altogether. That would be the most like uh, task yeah. failed successfully type thing the most glorious disaster
2: that watch leads it. you to a case of zima
1: yes i would love that if like the final shot of the series is just like the zima cap falling on the ground and like clint goes to pick it up and it's just zima yeah
0: so it's funny you mentioned adam that like the wife has been doing and i say the wife because her name in real life is linda but is it laura on the show i always get confused which one's which yes but like laura is kind of cool with some different things like as a spy like it's, it's like she just takes everything in stride one of the things i've been thinking is i don't know if i love that this show makes nothing of like the fact that like renner and stein like it is totally appropriate and good that there is no romantic tension with Barton and, and Kate, but on the flip side, there's a little bit of me. That's like, I don't think your average American wife would hear like, Hey, listen, honey, I'm going to spend a week shacked up with Haley Steinfeld in New York city. Don't worry about it. I'll be home later. Like I would think that that would raise some suspicion in some people's minds, but maybe I'm wrong.
2: (laughs) She she's very understanding yeah. Um I mean cuz by the end of the series Clint's going to be running around with like he's just getting attacked by women every day. Maybe Hawkeye just absolutely never gets that kind of attention so she's never thought to be jealous.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: But um yeah, she seems to really we're learning more about her. Well, they're trying you- to make her interesting. I mean they're doing enough like retcon on this character like I feel like this whole series is just okay we're gonna fix Hawkeye for you
0: here you go even when he like texted her like hey can you run this corporation through the spy computer at home I was like oh she can do that you know like I was not expecting that his
1: wife would be like I don't know shield IT department but but she also knew Natasha's um, move or whatever.
2: Yeah. The the catch and release.
1: Yeah, the catch and release. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, at bare minimum, she's an agent of some sort, right?
2: Yeah. Or for some reason, I mean, or Hawkeye just has no secrets and told her everything when he gets back from these trips. But,
0: but even that, there's a big difference between you tell your wife everything that happened while you're at work And she knows how to log into your work computer and do like a FBI, you know? Yeah. One of the things I've really liked, I don't know how you feel, because I know Rhiannon, you had feelings about this ahead of time. The way they've taken the Fraction Aja run and they've taken MCU Clint and they've really merged them into like a thing like that kind of works to me. Like, I think there was sort of like, hey, tonally, how is this show going to work? compared to the comic but I feel like they've integrated in a good way that like Dad Hawkeye isn't totally out of place in sort of the the ways that they have sent it up to the comic to me it it has fit together in a way that's really interesting and they've created their own Hawkeye
1: which I think is is fun you know um, I just wanted to point out that you just called Clint Barton a thing they've turned him <laughs> into something It's all something.
0: I think what really got me was when he started putting the daiquiri packages, like, wrapped around the arms. And I was like, so that's really like that Fraction Run. And that, like, they always showed, like, how injured he was and how bandaged he was. And they, like, show him going to the hospital. So, like, that piece was there. But the way that they did it was definitely old man, 40-year-old dad Hawkeye. You know, like, they use that element, but in a way that fits this universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I enjoyed the little holiday party where they were flinging things at the TV and all of that. I, I, that was enjoyable, you know, like, I don't think it was necessary, but, but maybe Katie Kate will be flinging a coin at somebody's head by the end of the series and it'll all have more than just that. I mean, but I enjoyed it. Like, that's the type of Hawkeye stuff that I kind of wanted to see that I kind of, you know that that gives it some depth
0: to me as a character note, it was really important though. Cause he starts the episode by telling her mom, like, no, we are not partners. And he ends the episode doing the, like, I can't be your partner. Cause I can't let you get hurt. And that piece in the middle is like, no, he really would like to further and deepen this relationship with her. Like you needed that to, to balance out, you know, the motivation
1: on those other things.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Someone said when she fell off the building, it played that score from Infinity War and Endgame. A little bit. Dude, he had a lot of faith in those Christmas lights. Um, someone said it was Yelena that saved her. She well, she was a- some-
0: She's attached to y- Yelena's thing, I and mean, then he cut the thing and she fell into the
1: Christmas lights. Oh, I didn't even pay attention.
0: Whoops.
2: I just that would have really sucked if those lights, if she just slid right through them.
0: Just hits the It's like, oh, not another one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those were pretty strong. Those was still <laughs> 10 feet in the air, too. Looking yeah. for Well,
2: oh, my God, you guys. Next week, we have Hawkeye on Wednesday and Spider-Man on Thursday.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, within about 18 hours, you're going to possibly see Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox back to back.
1: And Karen and the- Page and Foggy and Ben Urich and Melvin.
0: Oh, dude, reset the universe to give us in, or Netflix
1: Ben Urich back. Oh, And there. Jeff Cantor's character. I totally forgot his name. Ellison. There you go, Ellison. Just call him Jeff. We.
0: Jeff I Wilson. don't need Karen Page amateur reporter, though. That was like be that careful. thing where she went from like because random people, legal age you know? and freaking album, I did not enjoy that at all.
2: Oh my gosh. Now that you've said that, we'll never get EJ Scott on our podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. We have to route the request for Charles Murphy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His new PR. That,
0: help us out.
2: Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm hoping next week is the finally watch that Feige was talking about all will be revealed and i i don't know i i I feel like i should be much more excited about this next week
1: than i am but i'm pretty excited it's busy busy time of the year and all this stuff's happening it's just an overload and at this point you guys
0: honestly feel like you only have something to loot like at this point everyone expects it to go the way you hope it to go and so anything else would be kind of a disappointment right
2: right Yeah. yeah Uh, you know i'm still i'm I'm still trying not to get my hopes up too much because what if what we learn, I mean, Faggy said when we finally see we'll understand or whatever whatever he said, I keep changing his words every time I talk about it. Um, it you know what if what we finally see isn't what we're wanting to see?
1: ooh, monkey what monkey's paw, right? Huh? Yeah, what if we, we made know. Charlie
0: shame' chest. <laughs> It's so funny you say that, Adam, because when she said, what if what we want to see is not what we see and I was like, I'm not sure if there's going to be a shirtless scene in No Way Home. That <laughs> is- darn well better be in She-Hulk, okay?
1: Well, that's true. have Hulk. Alex Malib's phone number for a reason. Have him go draw you more smut. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone. I'll have someone at Artist Alley and be like, okay, do you draw adult pictures? I have- <laughs> A very specific request. Well, this has been Marvel
0: News Desk.
1: <laughs> if you're still with us. God bless you. <laughs> it, what, what is it? Fifty shades of red, fifty shades of char fifty shades of Murdoch. I was
0: about to say <laughs> there's another one you're gonna Black go to Cox. eventually that was just would yeah, just further it. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Cox, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, next week I'm sure we'll record After we've seen, uh, we'll probably wait till we see both and then we will chat. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. See you later.